0: It was not pretty. It was kind of boring for a while, but Derek White, Luke Cornett, Jalen Brown, all step up. The Celtics stay perfect at home. We're going to talk about this win over the Raptors right now on a bonus Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown J-team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, it's Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the B. Corral above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. time, dappin' up the truth on the sideline. Rain J's, how it started, raising banners. How we finish, locked on Celtics pod. Home of the winners, B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And I got you every day covered with a free, fresh podcast that's dropped directly to your device. All you've got to do is open up your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to this show. Or if you found it on YouTube, if it's new to you, subscribe there, ring the bell, get notified when I drop a new video. I'm John Corrales. I played a long time ago. And now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and for you. And I'm here after the Boston Celtics beat the Toronto Raptors 120 to 118. It was not something that uh, we're going to write home about. It's not something we're going to hang up or uh, put into a uh, hall of fame or a museum, but it's a win. The Boston Celtics stay perfect at home. They are now, what, 25 and six? So still, is that right? I, I keep losing track. It's 26, 25 and six now. Yeesh, John. Uh, five wins in a row. and still at the top of the standings, let's see. they have won 80, a little more than 80 percent of their games. They are ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are 23 and seven. So the Celtics are doing okay. This is a pretty good team. And actually, a game like this, this is this is what good teams that are shorthanded, they're supposed to try to find a way to win this game. It's not always going to go perfectly, right? No Tatum, no Porzingis, no Horford. So they had Jalen Brown back. He played well. He played great to start uh, the the beginning of this game. The Celtics went on a, a nice big kind of run, uh, outscored the the Raptors thirty five to twenty, and it started to seem like uh, you know, okay, here we go. They, 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 the Raptors looked bad. They looked terrible and it felt like, okay, the Celtics can run away with this and maybe we can start writing our game stories in the fourth quarter and all of that stuff. And we can, we can have a nice early night. Nope. Uh, The second quarter happened and the Celtics kind of fell behind the, they came, not fell behind. I shouldn't say that. They, they, gave up a run to start the second quarter and then they made up for it. And basically the second and third quarters were almost even. They gave up 33 points in each of those quarters. They scored 33 in the second. They scored 31 in the third. In the third quarter, I sat there and I was like, this game is boring as all hell through the second and third quarter. It just felt like, okay, we're going to score a basket. You score a basket. We'll score two or three. You score two or three. No one got a lot of separation. The lead would get up to 17, maybe 18, then drop to about 11, and then get back up to 15, maybe down to 10, and back up to 16. It was just kind of like that through the entire second and third quarter. The Celtics were forced to play some weird lineups. You had Shvi Mikhailik in there, O'Shea Brissett. You had uh, different combinations that we may never see again, or if we do see again, it's because three guys are missing. So, okay. Early on, the Celtics looked good. Jalen Brown, uh, his first quarter was just amazing. Uh, he was hitting. He had a stretch there where he hit three straight or, f- yeah, three straight three-pointers is like th- nine points in 50 seconds or something crazy like that. 15 points, five rebounds, three assists in the first quarter. That that spurt was going to be the difference in the game. Every Every game – story I write for Boston sports journal looks for a turning point. What point in this game did things turn and you know, where we got the deciding, I guess, I don't know difference in the game. And I was going to, I was this close starting the fourth quarter. I'm like, all right, just, just close this thing out. And the turning point would have been those three, three pointers that that Jalen Brown hit, because that would have been the 15 point lead that the Celtics just kind of nursed the rest of the way. It's kind of like, you, you slam a few beers at the bar and you kind of nurse that buzz the rest of the way. So you're not getting too, too messed up, but you're, you know, you're just kind of like nursing the beer, the second quarter, the third quarter. Okay. Then the fourth quarter came around and it didn't go well. It was an 18 to three run that the Toronto Raptors went on. They actually ended up taking a lead and then it went back and forth and it was, eh, you know, kind of ugly. Uh, the Celtics in the third quarter, especially, uh, and into the fourth started turning the ball over a ton. Turnovers were an issue in this game. Jalen, for all of the great things that he did in this game, 31 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. He did have seven turnovers, seven of them. Three of them came in rapid succession in the third quarter. That was almost like a reminder. Hey, Jalen, Remember what it's like for we, for you when you try to do too much and you drive into the teeth of the the defense and everybody's focused on you and you really don't have a plan? Oh, you don't? Here, go do it again and let's see. Because he did it against the Raptors and basically three straight times it's like, "Oh, steal, steal, steal." And then he got back to playing like he normally did. I don't care that he had the turnover where he and Drew Holiday kind of didn't connect. I don't care. That, you know, he has an offensive foul here or there. That's going to happen, right? Guys push off all the time. You you just extend the arm a little bit. Okay, he extended the arm. That's, a, that's a, an offensive foul. That goes down as a turnover. Fine. I don't care about that so much. The steals, the live ball turnovers, I care about those. And the Celtics gave up 16 uh, turnovers for 22 points. That's the difference in the game right there. If you protect the ball, you win this game easily. They were minus 18 in points off of turnovers. They shot the ball. They started out shooting the ball really well. So they were even as far as three-pointers go. They, the turnovers led to Toronto getting more shots, which you don't want. The Celtics got more more free-throw attempts, so they won that. Points in the paint was uh, went Boston's way, even though they gave up too many points in the paint. Second chance points went Boston's way, even though they gave up a few, uh, not too, uh, well-timed offensive rebounds. Uh, the fast break points obviously went Toronto's way because they were scoring off, off of the turnovers. So Boston won in a lot of these margins that they want to win. They, they held Toronto to nine offensive rebounds. So generally okay there. Uh, but it's the turnovers. Turn the ball over, get sloppy, and maybe relax a little bit. They were on the back-to-back. Uh they were like, okay, Jalen was fresh. He didn't play the night before. Luke Cornette was fresh, and that that he got the start and he played really well. I thought Luke was uh in the second quarter it was a perk. Five for five, ten points. He ended up with 20 points on the night. He normally Luke has one half. And the other half is is kind of garbage. Uh, he was very good in both halves. This was his his best game, obviously, as a Celtic. It was the most points he scored as a Celtic, but played just played really, really well. Um, in the fourth quarter, when the Celtics, the 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 Raptors went to their like a lot of switching and they slowed things down. And the Celtics were able to kind of keep the pace, keep keep close enough and they turn things over to Derek white who had a nine point quarter. Uh, and Derek white, once again, was the closer. Super important. I think the two most significant things, uh, Derek white would, I'll say three because two of them were Derek white shots and then the Jalen Brown, uh, play with Cornette white, uh, is trapped. Basically he's, he's stuck. He needs to fire up a shot and he takes a step back three pointer, which he hits the only three that he hit. Uh, he was one for five in the fourth quarter that three fell. Uh, the other shot that he hit in the fourth quarter, a pick and roll with Jalen Brown as the screen setter. He turns the corner, he gets all the way to the rim. Uh, buries the defender underneath the rim and goes up and finishes. He's he's doing that a lot more now. He's playing with a lot more strength. He was joking after the game in the locker room. He was like, yeah, I added a little bit of muscle. People ask how much. He goes, oh, I don't know the number. Uh, let's just say 15 to make it sound good. So he was kind of joking around about that. Everybody gets 15 pounds of muscle. He's like, just, just put that out there. Uh, he's Derek White is so funny. He's a funny guy. When he's in front of the media, And he's got microphones in his face and and cameras in his face. He's like a lot of like, um, yeah, you know, we, you know, we went out there, we do, we had to do to win. And he's just talking about, uh, he he gives you kind of canned answers or whatever. Uh, when the mics are off and he gets to kind of like have some fun, he actually becomes like a very personable affable kind of ball busting kind of guy. So he, he, you know, used his strength, used, he said he hired a strength guy, and you know, and he has that that strength guy has been kind of helping him out with some of that stuff, taking contact, finishing through contact, and it paid off. Uh, those two plays from from him, and then Jalen Brown, to his credit, I know like the turnover stuff was bad, like that just can't turn the ball over like that. But uh, late in the game, he's on the left sideline uh, once again. One of the Celtic stars on the left sideline making a pass. You know, it's a it's a chance for him to take a shot. He had been feeling it. He hit a couple of shots in that in that fourth quarter. He but he drives and the defense steps up and he finds Luke Cornette, who's cutting along the left baseline alley oop pass, and that basically seals the deal. That was uh, a a great play. And you know, without Tatum, Jalen very easily could have. Said, "Hey, this is my time to close. I'm going to show everybody that it's my time to close." And instead, he makes the pass and and makes the right play, and the Celtics close things out. Some weirdness at the end with the foul that was, you know, with 1.4 seconds left, and guys weren't making free throws, and it was just a weird game. I'll be honest with you, this is a game where it's like, I know you, you take a lesson from everything. Joe Mazzulla likes to take lessons from everything. I'm very happy to just move on from this game. The Celtics they came out strong. They kind of collapsed in the fourth quarter. Again, that Jalen Brown was sitting at that point. Normally you would have one of Tatum or Brown out there at that point. So maybe things would be different. Like I can't get too mad at the Celtics kind of falling apart at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They 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 didn't have three of their main guys. They didn't have their normal closing uh, five out there. They didn't have uh, Jalen Brown on the floor at that point. And uh, yeah, a couple of the guys that they have are certainly good enough, but you're also throwing guys out there like Shrevee Mikhailuk who had a, a nice stretch. He had a, de- a decent kind of stretch, but uh, you know, he's, he's out there and you know, you had O'Shea Brissett and uh, Pritchard and like guys that, you know, Pritchard against the Toronto Raptors, not, not exactly the best matchup for him. They they have so much size that it bothers him. And he he did hit three of eight from three, but three of 10 overall, he had, a, you know, it was a minus three and they, you know, they constantly were picking on him defensively. This is the, the downside of a, a um, Peyton Pritchard because you, you have no size. You The other size you can put there is Delano Banton, but he's not the shooter that Pritchard is. Pritchard hit three of eight from three. Like, that's that's good. He went in there and crashed the boards and grabbed you three offensive rebounds. Like, that's good. He had six assists. That's good. He was also a minus three because on the other end, they were just targeting him. That's, that's the problem. And so to start these quarters, to start, like, to have stretches there where guys that would not normally be on the floor at that point I'm not going to get get too down on these guys. Yeah, they should have executed better. But it goes back to what I I always say about like the the guys that you're hardest on are the guys that you believe can do more. So, I'm not going to be too hard on Delano Banton or Svemic Hyluk for making mistakes or Numaish Shkeda for that matter who played well in in his 14 and a half minutes. Uh but I'm not going to get too too down on him for not being able to match the athleticism that the Raptors bring. Look, they're not a great team, but they're still athletic and they've got size. And it's a tough matchup for him. That's why Luke Cornett got the start and played so many minutes because he has the ability to at least um, move with some of these Raptors. So I'm not going to get on those guys because it's like, well, what do you expect from them? I'm not going to crush them. If this was Jason Tatum and Porzingis and Al Horford that were out there, then, yeah, I would crush them because, like, you guys are good. You guys are star players. You guys should be doing better. So I'm not, not going to get too caught up in that run that they made in the fourth quarter. I'm going to get caught up in the fact that, once again, the Celtics finding themselves in a position where, oh, this is getting dicey. Well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and find a way to win. And they did that. They found a way to win. And in these games, back-to-back against the Raptors after an emotional game against Detroit, let's be real here. The Celtics stay 16-0 at home, and they they just managed to find a way to hold off Toronto. It's some luck uh, at the end there, sure, yeah, but also some, some decent execution and good contributions from guys that nor- don't normally play. Luke Cornett was very introspective, after the game, he was very interesting after the game. I wrote about it on Boston Sports Journal if you want to read about it. But just talking about how he's at peace with his role. And, you know, some, some nights you're going to get 30 minutes like this. Some nights you're going to be waving the towel 30 times. And, you know, sometimes you're going to be giving the bench a reason to celebrate. And then sometimes you're going to be on the bench doing the celebrating. That's how it goes for Luke Cornett. But he's done a great job. Um, yeah, some of the season's been up and down. and. Against some matchups, he'll be not great. That's how it is. But he was ready for this. Coming off the injury, he was he was pretty good. I thought. And obviously, like I said, it's best game as a Celtic. This was this was pretty good. So um, overall, I'm just gonna take it. I'll take the win. Celtics move to 16-0 at home, 25 and six overall. They go to San Antonio on Sunday. This is a tough stretch back to back. They travel, uh, they head out to San Antonio third game in four nights. That's another bad team. It's tough. Even though they've got Victor Wimbenyama, it's tough to get up for these games. It's tough to emotionally bring yourself to a place that you need to be to perform your best against teams that are not good. Like Toronto, uh, uh Detroit and San Antonio. Now, I do think there will be that the, the Wembenyama thing does bring a little bit extra edge because no one wants to have the rookie go off on them. But regardless, um, these are tough. These are tough games to get up for. And you kind of see it. Meanwhile, Toronto really gets up for Boston. Detroit really gets up for Boston. San Antonio will really get up for Boston. They've got some decent players, man. They've got some decent players. Once again, they're young. They don't know how to win. They've only won five times. but. They'll they'll make life hard on you. They'll make life hard on you. So I will be here after that game. This is a bonus podcast. I I normally am Monday through Friday, but I will podcast after every game. So this is a little bit of a shorter podcast because it's a bonus podcast. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. I hope you subscribe. If you're new to the show, however you've discovered it, thank you. I uh, hope you stick around. So subscribe on whatever device. You use whatever app you use. If you're watching it on YouTube, welcome aboard. I hope you subscribe, ring the bell, get notified, hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think. What do you think about the game? What do you think about what I'm saying? My takes. Let me know and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.